happy Tuesday afternoon, Lacrosse Talk PM here on WIZM News Talk 1410 AM and 923 FM. I'm calling this Rick Solom a uh, traveling Wilburys Tuesday. Do you know who the uh, traveling Wilburys are? I'm assuming that was the song just playing. That was one of them. Handle with care. Traveling Wilburys were one of the uh, first like real big like I guess modern iterations of a supergroup. So Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne of the Electric Light Orchestra, George Harrison. And Roy Orbison. So coming up today here on Lacrosse Talk PM, some of the, some of the music that we will be uh, uh, using to uh, come back in from break will feature members of the Traveling Wilburys. So just thought I'd throw that out there. How are you, buddy? I'm I'm good. It's too nice to be in here. So it's kind of it's gorgeous cool. out. <laughs> 69 degrees on my way in. Nice. What's it like in Minnesota? I mean, I know it's nice in Wisconsin, but what about you guys I over there like in the throat? The throat is the same, really? despite the oh. uh, the river effect. Interesting. Okay. Seems like it's far away, like in another state. I still have snow in my driveway, so. Ugh. That's horrible. Millie likes it. Whatever. All right, so we're going to have a fun show here today. Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 608-785-7914. I am getting good with that. I've memorized that bad boy. I even had a note, but Rick turned it around, and I don't know where it necessarily went. But it's here somewhere. You're probably looking at my little note that says Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, like right here. I bet it is. Oh, uh, you know, Mark probably deleted. He threw that away. Sure, it's yeah. not part of the. the you know, <laughs> it's not part of the regular yeah, schedule. The thing that's been uh-huh. here for the last twenty years. Uh-huh. Something new. Get trying to blame somebody else. That's his uh, millennialism coming out there for you. That's Rick Solomon, everybody. All right. So the uh, Better Hearing Center talking text I line. Identify as millennial. Well, you know, that's your identity says a lot, right? We talk about this in many forms: identity politics, and for you, identity generation. Seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. You want to get in the program with us? We'd love to have you. I'm interested to hear uh, what people's experience was with Tax Day 2019, which of course means you were paying taxes on 2018 income. Uh, but I had a very interesting go of it this year and learned a lot of new things. And you know what I wanted to talk about today, and, and I, I'm just a naturally curious and sort of um, perhaps I wouldn't say conspiratorial, because that's not where I want to go with this, but I, I draw conclusions where maybe none actually exist. But it's interesting, at least to me. Um, today is a very interesting day in history. Not only is it the day after I found out that I only have two years left to pay on last year's tax bill, which is awesome, uh, but it's also the day in history, today, April 16th, 1917, that uh, Vladimir Lenin comes out of exile and returns to Russia, starts the Soviet Union for what we know. It's interesting to me... We just pay our federal taxes yesterday, and everybody kind of gets, you know, the blues, and it is what it is, and ho-hum this, but I guess it's going to a good cause. And you could make a case for that, I suppose. But what I find interesting is that on the eve of Vladimir Lenin, the, the creator of the Soviet Union, the first truly communist state, because the Communist Manifesto was written in 1847, but it was just theory, on the eve of the the formation of the USSR coming into being with the abdication of Tsar Nicholas II and and, and Lenin taking over, that we file federal income taxes. And and we live in an area where many of our listeners, I would assume, say, hey, hate those taxes and hate being, you know, the idea of socialism, right? I mean, this has got to be a conversational piece here on WIZM often, right? The dirty socialists coming to take everybody's money, right, and take us all away. Well, what if I were to tell you that every single cent of your federal income tax goes to pay for a socialized program and that your advocation of a federal income tax is essentially your advocating for socialism? What would you say about that, Rick? If I said to you, if you advocate, not that you pay them begrudgingly, but if you advocate 
for the federal income tax is something that good, honest, hardworking Americans have to pay because that's what makes us American. Would you believe that that is you advocating for the continuation of the socialist country? Well, as long as when I'm filling out my little note card, it just says where each each dollar is going. How do you fit that on a note card? Well, that was an awesome. Doing our, isn't that uh, how you did your taxes? No, 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 no. I hired a professional at Schneider Tax and Accounting. And you write that off. Because uh, you can't do that anymore. Well, it's not easy to just. I thought no. it was going to be easier this year to do. It wasn't. Uh, no, no. Card. It's it, listen what for me. To the note card idea. I don't know, and I don't think my taxes are particularly in that note card uh, Ryan, sort of uh, note card idea with him. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, he's got a book coming out. Maybe he wanted to save it as a bookmark for the book. Notre Dame. Boy, is that uh, why the burning? Cathedral. Oh, okay. Got literally the university. Fair enough. The University of Notre Dame in Indiana. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, good. Um, Lennon, that's his alias, did you know? Yes, I did. Yes, he changed his name. Uh, his original name is something I cannot pronounce. He took on Ulyanov. That's the one. Uh, yeah, he took on that pseudonym while he was in Serbia in exile, I believe. So e- either way, the, the thought arose to me that it's just very coincidental, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay taxes or that it's unconstitutional, because I've gotten into the weeds with people on this before, and there's a lot of different ways that you can take constitutionality in the 13th or, excuse me, 16th Amendment, uh, you know, some people would say that it wasn't fully ratified. Ohio wasn't a state. We're not going to go there. Okay, that'll be a different show when we've got five hours as opposed to one well, hour. Do we want to talk about, like, when he was in exile, was he riding a skateboard down the hallways? And had his cat pooping in an embassy. <laughs> Apparently that's uh, Julian Assange. <laughs> so, uh, listen, the way, the, what I want to do here today is, is this, all right? So here's the premise. Your federal income taxes pay for the big-ticket socialist programs in America. Okay, that's just the, 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 the cut and drive. It. I'm telling you that is a fact. How did we get here? I want to explore a little bit of that. And why don't we believe, Rick, that we're already a socialist country? Uh, why do we have so much saber-rattling? And I hear it here on WYZM from some of our vaunted hosts, including Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh, and I've worked with these guys before, at least in some way, shape, and form, and I understand their positions. But we hear a lot of saber-rattling about socialism coming to ruin America. And these dirty socialists are going to come and take your money. Well, what do you think your federal income tax is? Friends, that's socialism. Socialism 101. All right, so before we go, because I know we got some news coming up here, I'm going to give you exactly what your federal income taxes pay for. And believe me, it's not a lot of stuff. All right, and this all comes from the fiscal year 2017. I got this off a of government website. Again, if you ever need my source material, I'll happily uh, send it to you. So in fiscal year 2017, the federal government spent $4 trillion, amounting to 21% of the nation's gross domestic product, of that four trillion dollars, three over three point three trillion of that was financed by federal revenues. The remaining amount, six hundred and sixty-five billion, which seems like a drop in a bucket compared to uh, what we're throwing around these days, is financed by borrowing. All right, now here's where your money goes. Number one, it goes to social uh, social security. That is the, the the number one largest takeaway from your federal tax dollars did goes you, to social security. Did you call it socialist security? No, I didn't. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. But that's kind of what it is. I mean, that's that's basically the I'm idea not behind sure it. it. Was called that? Uh, well, then again, you've got people saber right. Ah, we should have renamed it back and start anyways. So, 24 percent of the entire uh, budget there from your federal tax dollars goes into that about 945 billion bucks paid for social security, Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, the CHIP program and marketplace subsidies for health insurance programs like the Affordable Care Act. Uh, together, all those things accounted for 26% of the budget in 2017, so $1 trillion. So actually, 2017 is a shade higher, uh, thanks to the Affordable Care Act and Social Security. Defense uh, and international security and assistance, another 15% of the budget, or $611 billion. And, and listen, we all have had you know multiple members of our family in the military and, and praise them 
for the job well done. This has nothing to do with them. But that amount of money is ridiculous, and it's more than any other country spends like by triple. So the point being, that's a lot of cash coming out of your federal income tax dollars to pay for another, again, a socialized endeavor. Uh, so that's your defense and security assistance. Then you get safety net programs, and that's 9% of the federal budget in 2017. Uh, $357 billion bucks supported programs that provide aid other than health insurance and Social Security benefits. Now, these things include the child tax credit, um, which you know assists low-income uh, households, the earned income tax credit, um, supplemental Social Security for the elderly or the disabled and poor, and, and we've got some of those. And the final thing that goes into your federal tax dollar, friends, is interest on the federal debt. The federal government's got to make regular interest payments on the money it borrowed in the past decades. That is, if we want to remain in good standing with our credit, and this has been a source of uh, much debate over the course of the last few years. Unfortunately, nobody really gets to the root of the problem, and we borrow way more money than we actually produce. This sucks. So the remaining, you know, there's another fifth of that stuff that goes out there. It supports a variety of other public services, including providing health care and uh, benefits to veterans and retirement benefits to retired federal employees. Um, some of it goes to the EPA and places like that, investing in education, science, and medical research. Uh, long story short, your, your federal tax dollars are a complete socialist uh, a mechanism. That's exactly what it is. Now, everything else, your taxes on your highway, uh, fuel tax, your cigarette tax, your uh, you know taxes that you pay on, on, on goods and, and sundries, the taxes that you pay on stuff that is tariffable or, or imported, those are all fine, perfectly acceptable, and well within the Constitution. The federal income tax is something completely different. Now, that said, hope you're having a happy Tuesday and you got those taxes done, because if you didn't, that means you either, A, filed an extension, which gives you until about August, or B, you're just like, no, I, I, I just have Social Security, and I don't even pay any taxes, which is kind of lucky. I talked to my dad, and that's the boat he's in. So, Rick, let's take a break. we got some news. The Crosstalk PM going to come back here. WYZM, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. It's Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Dave. He is Rick, and thanks for sharing some time with us today. Boy, it is a nice one outside. About 69 degrees when I was coming on in here to 201 State Street, heart of downtown Lacrosse, and I think it's supposed to be about the same over the weekend. So hope you guys and gals have some great plans. Uh, it should be a real fun one. Of course, it's Easter weekend coming up, too, so if you've got family coming to town, uh, what a nice weekend. The Better Hearing Center talking text line is 608-785-7914. we got a couple calls online. we got some text messages rolling in. It looks like Andy's up here with us first. Andy, welcome. How are you, man? Oh, good, good, good. Seems like I call you every other day, doesn't I'm, it? I'm so glad that you do. I, I, I feel like not so alone out here, man. How's everything? Oh, well, well. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'm a college student, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm in an economics class. And so I had a question about your opinion on, uh, on national debt. Okay. So from an economist perspective, if you can, like, basically borrow money at 0.1% yeah. and you can yeah. invest it at basically, say, 1%, right, you have uh, like an opportunity cost of 0.9% by not taking the debt. And so debt can actually be apparently like a good thing. And this is, I mean, it's so weird for me to think about because I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan, you know. That's usually a bad thing to me. But uh, like another uh, perspective I basically saw or, or, or read on was that debt is like 
proof of, like, uh, the growth and existence of money. So for other people to have, like, capital gains and, and stuff like that, other people have to have debt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that's in, – first of all, your premise is 100% correct, and I'm not in a position to argue with your math on that at all. Um, I, I don't necessarily think the national debt is, is a problem. I think that how we have created – I mean, 20, we're $22.03 oh, trillion as of April 4th um, in national debt right now. I think that potentially there is going to be a problem, especially when we consider that we're looking at making debt payments on the backs of um, income taxes that are derived from people's labor that will eventually out, we'll, we'll find a place where we'll outspend our ability to pay back. Do you see what I'm saying? With jobs taking a different kind of a turn, technology and, and automation, you know, going to be scooping up a lot of different highly taxable jobs. Where are we going to get this money from? Right? That, that's what my, 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 thrust with that but on its face i mean no you i mean the, the country should have some kind of national debt and i think that it's pretty much been established like that since the very first president they had to borrow money to repay for con, you know reconstruction right so they've always had some exactly. sort of national yeah. debt um i guess with respect to the federal income tax the fact that's such a big part of it uh that that concerns me a little bit but uh yeah i i think it's probably at, at that percentage rate i wish i could get that loan All right, well, Andy, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Better Hearing Center talking text line, 785-7914. Uh, Eric is uh, next. Eric, welcome. How are you, bro? I'm doing okay. I was wondering, uh, talking about the government expenditures, all these social programs and uh, all the programs the government funds. I contend there's only one legitimate funding of the federal government beyond all the social programs, all these giveaways and this stuff, and that is our national defense. You can't defend your country from incoming nuclear bombs and the, and the technology for the United States military. The social programs won't make a difference. Sure. We'll be bombed, we'll be bombed to death. And that, that is the only, my, my opinion, the only legitimate expenses of government money is for the military and national defense. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, I mean, Eric, uh, appreciate your call, man. As always, uh, good talking to you. I, I don't disagree with that um, even a little bit. As a matter of fact, the uh, national defense and um, basically it's, it's, you know, interstate and international commerce are a couple of the pillars, uh, the, the foundations of our government at large and what they're supposed to do to help us. But don't forget, we had national defense prior to uh, federal income tax, which was only signed into law the 16th Amendment back in 1913. Uh, and, and look, I, I don't want to go into uh, the weeds on this because I, I'm n neither an economist like our friend Andy, uh, who sounds like he's going to have an incredibly bright future, and thanks for the call, uh, nor am I trying to draw a conspiracy towards you know not paying your taxes. Listen, I pay mine every single year. Why? Because I don't want to be hassled. What I find interesting is, is how certain threads, and these again are, are, are my own personal threads and my own personal thoughts, sort of weave their way together through my mind. And I do find it interesting that uh, while we have so much hand-wringing at the idea of socialism, so much hand-wringing, that we actively and voluntarily participate in a federal income tax system, which is, again, heavily based upon socialism. Now, Andy was talking about Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, one of our friends here on WYZM. Dave Ramsey's got a great website. You can go there. I, I would recommend all the time. DaveRamsey.com, they update information often. And he's got a, a you know a portion of his website a closer look at money where does your where does your tax dollar go where does your tax dollar go and Dave kind of breaks it all down um, and and again I'm not advocating for you not to pay your federal income taxes what I do find interesting is that again on the eve of of, of Lenin's return to Russia and formerly what was his name correct pronunciation Rick oh, I, I lost oh it oh sure <laughs> look at you 
Johnny come lately with uh, information. But on the eve of his return, it would be the same night in which we pay our federal income taxes by law, <laughs> and that these federal income taxes are largely socialist, which, again, socialism uh, is just, if you, if, if you look into what the Communist Manifesto is really all about, it talks about socialism, Rick, as, as not a means to an end, but as a point of, of getting to the ultimate goal, which is, in, in, according to uh, Karl Marx and Richard Engel, communism, which was a state. Now, communism was, was an ideal. It was, it was a principled reaction to an economic climate and a, and a political climate in, in, in Western Europe and Eastern Europe, that was deplorable. I mean, there was, you know, really bad working conditions. Things weren't great for a lot of people. And the nobles, the lords, the feudal rule of, of most of all Europe and most all of the world, I mean, save for the United States at that time, in, in large measures, uh, was, was quite dogmatic. And it was, it was quite a burden on people. Ilyich Ulyanov. There you go. Vladimir so, is first thing. look, I know we've got some more news, but I want to I read a couple of things. So, you know, you're thinking, okay, Dave, you're crazy. Federal income taxes have nothing to do with socialism. Nothing at all. Okay, fine. Perhaps they don't. And, and by the way, the first time we ever got a federal income tax at all, at least based upon our labor, came during wartime, 1861. It, it was actually prior to any sort of amendment of constitution, and it was during the Civil War. And they, they levied taxes upon people to, to pay for war. So kind of like what Eric talked about. The national defense. Well, the southern states of this country had, had revolted and were an insurgency against the United States. People forget that. The southern states of this country were insurgent enemies. And the flying of that stupid Confederate flag around, it always really rankled me. I had family from Alabama, San Antonio, all, all sorts of places in the south. And any time I would see that, I was like, you're saluting an insurgent enemy army that together with the north killed more people in war than any other combined American war in history. More than half of our people that have ever died in war, Rick, died in the Civil War. I mean, isn't that kind of crazy? Like, like about half of all American soldiers who have ever fallen in war died in the Civil War. So why this is coming up now is because the Communist Manifesto was written in 1847. The Civil War started in 1860, but in 1861 is when the government levied this income tax on. Now, the, the courts later struck that down as an unconstitutional act. In 1894, the Supreme Court reverse course on all that and said you can't tax people on their income. It's not a direct or a portion tax, which is what the Constitution allowed for. Uh, so a portion tax meaning it's going to be the same for everybody based upon the number of people in your state. So when they end up getting this thing on the books, it was many years later, but the reason I'm bringing this up is when the Communist Manifesto was written, Karl Marx and Richard Engel came out with a platform similar to the Bill of Rights, the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto. Now, the, the first plank of the Communist Manifesto was the abolition of property in land, an application of all rents and land to public purpose. Basically, your property is now the state's property. Give it up. It's gone. You don't have any. There are no personal property rights. Do you know what the second plank in the Communist Manifesto was written in 1847? All your money is ours. A heavy, progressive, or graduated income tax. All right? That's the second plank. A heavy, progressive, or graduated income tax. Now, these were ideas previously thought of as just absolute heresy by capitalists. All right, number five, centralization of credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank with state capital and an exclusive monopoly. Sounds familiar. And then something I actually agree with here, it's number ten because it just makes sense, and there's a way to do it, free education. Uh, so, anyhow, we got to go. It's news, and it's here on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. It's Dave and Rick. We're here with you on Lacrosse Talk PM. Be back in a few. Lacrosse Talk PM, WIZM, News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. 
Thanks for being with us today, guys and gals. Great to have you. Uh, if you'd like to make yourself part of the program, uh, 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, looks like our listener Tom P. sent this over a great quote. Love this one, Tom P. from Winston Churchill. I contend that for a nation to try to tax itself into prosperity is like a man standing in a bucket and trying to lift himself up by the handle. Boosh. And, of course, Great Britain, one of the heavily, most heavily taxed countries in the world. So, uh, very socialized. Welcome back. We were talking a little taxes, and, and, and if you were with us prior to the news break, I, you know, you probably heard me say something about the Communist Manifesto. Look, my only point with taxes, and, and I've been on the Crosstalk PM at a, at a point in the past, and maybe this was a couple years back, actually, now it's been, and we talked about why I don't necessarily think it's, it's ultimately a great idea to have to pay federal income taxes. It's a principled argument. It really isn't founded in any sort of dogma, no religion, no political party is going to ascribe to this. Uh, but personally, I, I find it very hard to stomach the notion that a man's labor should be taxed, that a woman's labor should be taxed. Now, you know, income, excise taxes, apportion, whatever, yes, fine. But the income tax thing rankles me just a little wrong. And, and I think that part of the reason why is that I've always looked at things in sort of the, uh, you know, and you could call this, you know, old old school thinking, but almost with a wistfulness, like I wish things could be as they may have been if X, Y, or Z would have worked out or, or if, uh, you know, this war didn't happen to put us in a different position where, you know, the, the course of history had changed. And because of that, I think often about our, our heavy and progressive income tax, which, again, is the second plank in Karl Marx and Richard Engels' Communist Manifesto. Um, now, that all said, I hope you guys paid your taxes because as much as, I dislike the, the actual practice of paying a federal income tax. It's very much mandatory. Even though it says it's voluntary, um, don't let that confuse you. One of the things that has confused me in the past, Rick, is that um, we've talked Constitution on the show a little bit, and I don't think we ever actually got our way up to the Fourth Amendment yet. Right? We did the first, we did the second. Didn't really need to do the third because that's like you know housing soldiers in time of not war, and you know, not much is applicable to that anymore. But uh, the Fourth Amendment is, you know, in, in essence... Um, your right to not have you know, people that you don't want going through your stuff. You, you have a right to not be searched and seized without undue process, seized, if you will. Um, and part of your W-4 um, or your you know, 1040, I guess I should say, your, your tax filing form says that you're voluntarily giving up this information, right? So if you look at a, a 1040, it says you're voluntarily giving up this information. It also says that by penalty of perjury, you're attesting that all things in this document are true and correct, and that if they're not, that you could have severe legal consequences. That surprises me because, again, the Fourth Amendment says you don't have to give up that information without good damn reason, like a subpoena or something, right? It's unlawful search and seizure. Your Fifth Amendment right says you have the right not to incriminate yourself, but by signing your 1040 form, which, again, I'm recommending that you do, and if you haven't done it, you're late, but by signing that, you have essentially waived your Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights because you are allowing somebody without due process or just cause to go through your personal uh, affairs, and you are also saying that you have waived your Fifth Amendment right to not incriminate yourself. What if you made a mistake? What if you're a cheat? Well, that's supposed to be protected by your constitutional rights, but it's not, and it's a voluntary tax system, and we're all very glad that certain things are taken care of from the federal income tax. Now, our our listener Andy called up and talked about the national debt. Uh, We've always had one. We'll always have one. That's one of the biggest things that goes, well, not one of the biggest, it's actually 9%. Uh, but that's part of where your federal tax dollars go. The other parts of your federal tax dollars go to largely socialist programs, including Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. 
Marketplace subsidies, defense and international security subsidies. And while we don't like to think of the military as a socialized endeavor in this country, it very much is because another part of the federal income tax goes to pay the benefits towards veterans. Glad that we have them. Glad that they're getting their benefits. I guess my, my ultimate point with this whole entire program is this. We love the country that we live in. Let's just realize that we're all basically socialists. So that when we hear these other programs or you hear, you know, hot rhetoric telling you that if we allow so-and-so to be elected to this particular Senate seat or so-and-so to be elected to this particular Senate seat, uh, it's going to be worse. Well, first of all, you can't prove that because it's a negative and you can't do that stuff in a vacuum. Uh, The other thing to remember is after World War II, the top progressive tax rate in the country was at like 90%. I mean, so we're in a pretty favorable tax rate right now. And I know we had a couple of uh, tax messages here, Rick. Now, talking about what would happen if the Democrats got a hold of it and they would just inflate it all up, I don't know. Actually, I don't have the um, information right in front of me, but you can look under Republican presidents as opposed to Democratic presidents and see where government expenditures have grown, and they're under Republican presidents. Lots. Like, lots and lots. So, to me, it's just, this, it, we have baseless arguments where you'll have one side of, of, of the aisle saber-rattling for more socialism, $15 an hour guaranteed minimum wage for everybody, even though it doesn't make sense in 15 bucks an hour in L.A. is not 15 bucks an hour in Alabama, whatever. Socialist, let's get 15 bucks an hour. And then you've got the other side uh, telling you that they can't have any socialism, yet we still have a federal income tax. So um, the hope that makes you feel better about filing those federal income taxes. Now, you talked about some uh, postcard. Did you fill out a postcard? No, I just gave all the papers that I thought were relevant to the thing to a person okay. that does them. That's fine. That's good. H and R block. Sure. Right. Well, eventually, but no. <laughs> uh, eventually. In Minnesota, you can get them done for free oh. by some volunteers, Look and then that. you take them to H and R block, who take a double checks for you. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. So I'm glad to see you're using the system to the best of your ability, and I think that's awesome. And everybody should take advantage of whatever it is that's out there. Uh, you know, no knock against that. I thought it was going to be like what it is. Uh, I know these forms. I'm like, if I didn't have this or that, because I, I asked H&R Block when they looked at it, I go, hey, if you guys were going to do this for me without, you know, help, and they were, you know, like up in the two, $300 Whoa. range, and I was like, oh, Whoa. okay, well, that's just crazy. Well, let me, let me just tell you, and, and I don't want to, you know, tell you exactly how much, but you say that, I paid about half, and my wife and I went to Schneider Tax and Accounting, okay. South Avenue. Call my buddy Jeff. Good guy. Um, All right, so let's take our final pause for the cause. When we come back, want to wrap up shop, talk about a couple of the stories that are online right now at WICMnews.com. Your home for news in La Crosse and surrounding regions is WICMnews.com. It's Dave and Rick. We're here with you on La Crosse Talk PM. Coming back in just a few. La Crosse Talk PM, WICM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks a bunch for being with us today, guys and gals. 785-7914, the uh, Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, coming up tonight over on WKTY, which is where you can hear me and Matt Scrady in the mornings. Brewer Baseball is back on air at uh, 6.40 p.m., I believe. First pitch, 6.05 p.m., so just the shade after we get off here. Here, uh, they'll have pregame coverage started. There's a great article up on WYZMnews.com as well about Christian Yelich. I'd recommend you guys give that a read. Rick Solom right over here authored that, baby, and uh, it, it's a good one. Um, Christian Yelich, do you think he's got a chance to repeat his MVP? We put this to a poll question a couple, maybe about a week and a half ago to our listeners. Heavily 
you know, on the side of, yeah, he could do it. What, what do you think? Well, how many times are they going to play the Cardinals? Well, that's a good point. If he plays, I, well, that, yes. A lot, actually. They're, they do. They're, they're, they're central well. division opponents, yeah. They only, only hit home runs against the Cardinals. Well, hell, they've played the Cardinals more than anybody else so far as a second series. What do you think, though? I mean, is there a possibility he could repeat his MVP? Yeah, why? Yeah, of course, right? Like, he's... He's amazing. I mean, he's beautiful, too, right? Like, you I just look at the guy and you're sure. like, wow, he's a good-looking boy. Guy. I tell you what, we need to start a different hotline. Rick for, Rick for girlfriend. That's what, that's what we need right now. Um, all right, listen, it's a good read. And by the way, when you're up on WYZMnews.com, keep that uh, website bookmarked because if there is breaking news here in the lacrosse area, that's where you're going to find it first. Um, what do you think right now about this, um, this idea of the Foxconn head of technology, right, or like the head of Foxconn? Uh, possibly running for president in, in Taiwan. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm reading? Yeah, that's yep. That's on, on our website too. Um, that seems weird. I thought he had a pretty good gig at Foxconn. Seemed like a good deal. Like he's, you know, he has Google, Amazon, um, you know, all those companies, Apple, all those companies going yeah. to him for yeah, business. Yeah, right, right. right. And now he doesn't want to do that. He wants to be the president of Taiwan. Hmm. Well, I guess according to what we have up here, uh, thanks to the Associated Press, there's going to be a decision made in a day or two, uh, and apparently they're nationalists which favor closer ties uh, with Beijing. So maybe that will mean uh, even greater influence for Foxconn, and who knows, maybe that means they uh, build something more technologically relevant here in the state of Wisconsin so that they can make good on all those uh, uh, tax subsidies we give. Again, uh, another one of my favorite things to talk about is how much money we give away to companies who promise us the world uh, and yet oftentimes fail to deliver because I think Foxconn already at this point, right? I mean, and, and we, we scoped this out a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, I told you this wasn't going to be what we thought it was, right? I mean, they, they've got a history of coming and, and giving you the, the hook and the ladder. And they say, hey, we're going to put this many jobs up. We're going to do this kind of thing. And then, ah, you know what? Eh, turns out we're just going to do something kind of different. So, Oh, the ties have changed. Oh, who would have thought technology could move that fast? I mean, in today's day and age, I mean, if you watch Minority Report, we're not going to be using phone screens soon. We'll be doing the Thank air, you. throw air around. And, and Do you ever read uh, Philip K. Dick? Have you ever read uh, any of his work? I mean, you could have just stopped it. Do you ever read? You're an author, and I assume that you read heavily in order okay. to get uh, Only fake news. Only fake news. Well, then, in that case, you'd love Philip K. Dick because not only is he the author of the Minority Report, he's also uh, uh, written some really great stuff. It was a book. It was a book, as a matter of fact. He also wrote. To, I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, series on Amazon Prime or even heard about it. The Man in the High Castle. Ever heard about that? No. So it's kind of like what would have happened if Germany and Japan had won the war? What would America be like? Uh, it's also a sci-fi thing, so it goes into a couple of different, you know, interesting twists, which I won't get you into. Uh, but if you like that stuff, I heavily recommend you read something, my friend, and it will be I'm Philip just, K. Dick. You know, I automatically went, oh, I'm going to watch that no. on Amazon Prime. Like, well, I'm you should read anything. But you can also read and then, yeah. could, come on, help me out here. You're, you're, a, you're a scholarly millennial sympathizer. <laughs> I want to believe that anyways. So, uh, again, this uh, article right now about the uh, president of Foxconn looking to possibly become the president of Taiwan up online, WYZMnews.com. Um, also, two new city uh, council members in, in La Crosse are taking their seats. Rick, I know we don't uh, necessarily have the same kind of a city hall go-to that we used to here with uh, uh, our departure of Mitch, but uh, what are you hearing about these uh, two new city councilmen? Uh, any, you know, discussion, debates? I, I can't even pronounce her Thoughts names. Thoughts on either way? What, what is this, like Lenin's <laughs> birth name or something? You Larry, can't pronounce Larry it. Larry Schleisengau. Uh, Schleisengau. Chris Callow, uh, uh, I think. Callow? Callow? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Uh, hopefully they do a great job um, with their new positions here. Again, that's online, WYZM. 
News.com. Uh, coming up tomorrow um, on my program in the mornings with Matt Scrady on WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. That is your home for sports in the Cooley region. Uh, we're going to discuss a couple of things. Of course, the Brewers playing tonight. The NBA and NHL playoffs continue. But uh, one of the national talk show hosts, Rick, that gets the ire of, of Packer fans, I would say, nationwide, is Colin Cowherd. Uh, Colin Cowherd does not spare... Uh, any feelings when it comes to the Green Bay Packers or Aaron Rodgers. Colin Cowherd has been recently taken to uh, the airwaves to, to declare that Aaron Rodgers is not only not the greatest quarterback right now, but he's no longer even elite. Uh, I've got some audio for that, and we're going to let our listeners decide whether they think Aaron Rodgers, is he still elite, uh, or is he past his prime a little bit? And I hope, if you're a Packer fan like me, that, that your ideas are more on the side that he is still elite right now, because if that is not the case, boy, there is a... There's some heavy lifting to be done in Green Bay. Well, I mean, is he a lead amongst the quarterbacks that exist now, or is he a lead wow. amongst the all-time quarterbacks? Well, I think you could make an argument for a career perspective. Yes, he's got um, he's got the numbers to rank up amongst the all-time greats. But now, I don't know. He's 35. I, yeah, he's coming off two major injuries, and we find out, apparently, that he has a broken leg, which I'm not entirely sure if I believe that. Like, I know that he might have been very injured, but can you imagine, because I was at the game against Chicago last season when the Packers and Bears opened season. If Aaron would have gone into the locker room and they found out he had a hairline fracture, that a broken bone in his leg, which is essentially uh, the injury that Kobe Bryant sustained when he came back from his torn Achilles and then got hurt right away, right? It put him out for the rest of the season. Right. Can you imagine a scenario in which a Green Bay Packer doctor would have said, yeah, we, you're, you've broken your leg, but we're going to get you back out here. It's week one. We've yeah. got to beat the Bears. Like, really? I, I don't know if I believe that. Not to say he wasn't hurt because we knew something was wrong with him. I just don't know if I buy that particular So when I when I play statement. volleyball and I spike it into the net yeah. or just serve it, right? It's just a terrible yeah. – I just hold my shoulder and I go, oh – Oh, Rotator cuff injury, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what Rogers is doing now. The season's over. He'd be like, "Oh, my leg." Oh. It kind of seems like LeBron James did that last year, oh, right? Yeah. Or last LeBron. year after the finals, like yeah. he had his hand, yeah, and yeah, punching uh, it. I know, I know. And this year, he's just got to hold his calf and say, "We've well, cousins, right? Cousins faking that in? No, I'm just. Oh no, no, no. That's it. So coming up tomorrow, WKTY six to nine a.m. Myself, Matt Scrady, going to talk a little Green Bay Packer football. We'll give you guys updates on all the great stuff that the Brewers are going to do tonight. Again, six forty p.m. Uh, his first pitch over on WKTY. I uh, hope you guys have a great uh, rest of your Tuesday, Rick. Tomorrow here on the program, what do you have lined up for our listeners? The turbo's Keith Knutson's coming back in, and excellent. He's, he's a political it, science guru, yeah, yeah. so I think we could go any which direction with a day a day before the Mueller report comes out. So oh, maybe we ask him boy. about the history of the situation, right? Like maybe Watergate, like how that stuff went went down back sure, in the day. Sure. I don't know if that's his expertise, but well, don't forget the Star Report. I mean, there's precedence in the Star Report, which was uh, the Bill Clinton investigation yeah. into his obstruction of justice as well. Yeah. Uh, that would be interesting. I'd love to hear about that. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I, I've kind of done my best to sort of stay out of the way of this Mueller report news because, uh, to be frank, it's going to be much to do about nothing. I, I'm going to tell you, it's it's going to be much to do about nothing. And and ultimately, for the folks that are hanging their hats on uh, this particular piece of investigation being the under, you know, mining or the undoing of Donald Trump, are going to be they're going to be sorely mistaken. It's not going to do that. Uh, and if it was, it already would have. It, it, there is no precedent really being set. And I was. You know, for a show last week, I was looking through a lot of the different simplistic, uh, you know, phrases in the Constitution and trying to hang something on a president is hard. I mean, it's like really, really hard. Nixon resigned 
And Clinton was, you know, he got convicted in the House, but the Senate acquitted him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would be hard. Anyways, we'll see if you guys get what you want on the left. And if you're on the right, maybe this gives you some sense of vindication. I don't know. If I were you, I would stop playing party politics. I really would. I would remember we're all Americans, and, and we're kind of all in this thing together. And the more that we can do that, the more that we can own our Americanism and the things that unite us, the, the, the ties that bind, if you will, sort of like Brewer Baseball, I think we're going to be in a much better position. That's my personal opinion. Get up, get out of here, and go! On. I know you love you some Bob Euchre, and I hope Bob Euchre is on the call tonight because there's an occasion once in a while where he, most home games he is on, yeah. most of them. There's an occasion or two where he's not. I would be willing to bet he'd be on it for this one. Coming up this weekend, it's going to be the Dodgers. That should be fun. All right, you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'll be back with you and Rick next Tuesday as well. Thanks so much for uh, being with us. Have a great one.